This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan in a room with Lars Gottridge. Hey, Bob. Nice to see you. Yeah, indeed. This this happens, uh, you know, now we're doing this once a month, so at least I get to see you at the top of every month. I, I You know, I try to come into the office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we have these concerts and stuff that are fun. You know, yeah, I, I saw there's this little band called U2 that I came into the office for. <laughs> they, they were pretty, I think they're going places. <laughs> <laughs> and for those, uh, this will come out before that comes out, but uh, Bono and The Edge were here and did something very special I'm not going to tell you about. It was great. Uh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, They took up the challenge really, really well. Mm-hmm. So I like that. <laughs> One of the things that we're going to try to do is is play music like you always do, Viking Choice, and turn me on to lots of music. We're going to go back and forth and stuff, and sometimes it's kind of out there music, but uh, you're going to start off with something that feels like it could be on a sort of normal episode of All Songs <laughs> Considered. <laughs> this one's for the normies, everybody. Um Bob, you didn't listen to radio in the early 90s. No, I stayed away from like that. music like yeah. not like obviously you're listening to right. NPR because yeah, yeah. you were you were directing all things considered at the time. But I was listening to radio in the the in the 90s and I, I have very fond memories of like turning the radio down low late at night listening to the pop station in Atlanta, which was Star 94. And, you know, they would play things like Sophie B. Hawkins and uh, uh, TLC and um, Sixpence None the Richer and things like that. And it felt like a like a thing that I wasn't allowed to like because little boys weren't allowed to like pop music, <laughs> which is so silly. But, you know, as a young boy surrounded by a bunch of other boys, it was like, you have to like, you know. But then you dial, you turn the dial down just a little bit, and there's the college radio station, which turns you on to like this whole other world of music. Yeah, that that was what was lacking in D.C. That, that died here. That's why I, I didn't listen to music on the radio. So the first band we're going to play is a group called Daisies, and they feel like the radio bleed through from the college radio station to the pop to like the fm pop station it's like a little bit sundays it's a little bit sixpence it's a little bit the cores or the cranberries or something like that it's it's soft and light but there there's a little bit of a there's a little bit of an edge to it and this is the song called is it any wonder The last man of a one-man band Upstairs, nobody cares We were better in love We were better in love We were better in love I was out on the weekend I was spent out Anybody out there? Does anybody? 
Daisies, I I don't know them at all. They've been around a while, or they've been around for a, a minute. But this is uh, they're new to me. They're a duo. Valerie Warren is the singer, and Chris McDonald. Uh, he's actually been on a bunch of bands that I do love. He's done groups called CCFX, CC Dust, <laughs> and a group called the County Liners. And uh, most of those groups were uh, with a different singer. Her name's Mary Jane Dunphy, who I really like a lot. The label Prano Records sent me a, a package of records, and uh, this was included in it, and uh, I was listening to it, and it's called Great Big Open Sky. Had a, has a nice, like, cowboy with his boots up on a front porch on the on the album artwork, and I'm like, what is this? Because the, the song you just heard, like I said, is, is like a little mix of, like, 90s college radio and 90s AM pop, but the album itself kind of like is a melange of like 90s trip hop and twee and punk and you can play spot the reference much in the way that uh you know that crushed album that you featured on the show yeah, recently yeah. you can play spot the reference and you're like oh i oh i hear this so that's kind of what the the fun the fun part of it but the way that uh daisies puts everything together is just so satisfying so i've kind of like gone back to their catalog and they've made like straight up like dance pop bangers like robin and <laughs> uh but they've also done i wouldn't have heard that in this yeah like beat happening kind of like tween and it's just they're kind of all over the place so it's uh it's kind of like 
unapologetically pop music, but kind of like the spectrum of it. And uh, I, I love this record. <laughs> and the record's a great big open sky. Is it out? Is... It is coming out May 12th. Uh, this is the premiere of the, the first single. Awesome. I want to go uh, to Anna B. Savage, who uh, NPR Music's loved now, I think, I'm going to say about seven years uh, at this point. And um, you fan? Yeah, I haven't kept up with her as much, so I was curious about this record. I want to hear more about it. It's quite remarkable. And uh, one of the things I love about her is the intimacy in, in what you hear. Sometimes it feels like she's kind of going to whisper, like a friend is going to tell you a story or some kind of secret. Or maybe you're able to like stand next to her and hear what thoughts are going on in her head when she does this sort of speak-singing kind of thing thing, mm -hmm. which you'll hear at the beginning of the song I'm going to play. Uh, but then she's got this, when she really wants to emote, she's got this really potent, powerful, beautiful voice. She's a London singer. I want to play a song uh, that has all of those elements in it, and the song is called The Ghost. Cool. Can't wait to hear it. And he was like, look, when we used to brush our teeth. I would brush our teeth thinking that it was gonna be forever. But it wasn't. We used to notice the same things. His toenails, that little pug. But that changed. You couldn't see the grey. Didn't seem to notice me deep in the ground. I couldn't move, I called out to you, but made no sound. Thought you were gone, but four years on, you're back again. Thank you. 
be savage what'd you think i like that oh yeah (laughs) we'll come right back to that (laughs) do you want to start that over no i don't actually i'm gonna leave it yeah yeah (laughs) um i I like that a lot i i have forgotten uh that anna be savage we've been following her for a while like for a number of years and i didn't realize that her debut album actually only came out two years ago, but I guess she's released a lot of EPs and singles that our team has particularly liked. And it's been a while since I've listened to her, but this felt different. This felt from what I remember about her. You know what it actually kind of reminded me of, especially when I was listening to the lyrics? You remember the uh, UK band Wild Beasts? Yeah. Kind of reminded me of them where it's like the pulsing electronics, the... Very, like, bravado voice and uh, kind of, like, haunted sexuality, basically. Well, <laughs> well because that's what yeah. the, the song seems... That's what all about. That's yeah. the song, what I seem to gather from, that she's haunted by this relationship. And instead of, like, uh, where Wild Beast would kind of, like, make it super sexy and a little bit dangerous, like, Anna B. Savage is, like, really opening up the emotional landscape of that relationship. Both the intimate, very intimate part about brushing teeth together and things like that. Yeah. And, and, and texturally, what's going on is um, she's working with producer Mike Lindsay here, and the project that Mike Lindsay did with uh, Laura Marling was called Lump. Right. And so he deals a lot with electronics and textures and stuff. But what I love about the sound of this record, and you're saying it's different for her, I think it's fuller and richer, obviously, but also I think his 
technique or their working together technique is much more purposeful. Like when there's an effect on the voice, it's not to just put an effect on the voice through the song, but there are moments in the song that really punctuate the kind of message she's trying to tell. And mm -hmm. it's so easy. Uh, I, I play with electronics and that stuff all the time, and it's really, really easy to just put something on and there it is and just leave it on and, <laughs> and effect-wise I'm talking about. But if you could just find that moment and if you go back and listen to that song, there's these deep vocals underneath her vocals. There's little delays at moments that just feel just right. Uh, I've only uh, gone through and listened to this full album. The full album uh, is called In Flux uh, and it just came out. Only once I need a good deep dive into it. Uh, there's much to be heard, so Anna B. Savage. Uh, yeah, I need to need to listen to this album. I like that song. Good. And and so uh, <laughs> in my wonderful job of uh, running the board while we have a conversation, we got a little peek into something that uh, <laughs> oh, was right. very now, different. Than... And now for something completely different. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Where are we going? Bob, I, I feel like I should just introduce the band and then we need to, we need to hear the song. <laughs> Everybody, this is Pest Control. <laughs> Pest control. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the name of the album. Don't test the pest. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Don't test the pest. Eleven songs, twenty-two minutes. Wow. The song we heard was called "Total Distraction," and I, I know nothing about them. So, <laughs> but yes. Pest Control, a band formed basically near the beginning of the pandemic, um, where it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh, I don't have anything to do. I want to start a band. You know, <laughs> that, that seems to be the mode. Pest Control is based out of uh, the UK. They were members of the band that were in other like-minded thrashy bands, and so they came together to put together Pest Control. And uh, I remember the demo 
being great. <laughs> and so this is the debut album. Here's the thing about thrash. So the, the thing that Pest Control does is uh, specifically called crossover thrash. So crossover is basically where uh, hardcore and thrash meet. Okay, so what's what would be the difference? Because uh, the speed? Yeah, this the the speed sometimes like the the oomph of it, <laughs> if that makes sense. Uh, crossover tends to be more fun, I guess. Is is like a way to think about it um, instead of like devilish. I don't know. <laughs> Anything message wise? It uh, no, not no, particularly. Yeah. I mean, sometimes crossover kind of gets uh, labeled as party thrash, but that's not always like the case. Okay. Um, the subgenre of metal, like you can. Get get into the weeds very quickly point being this band from the uk they take kind of like the best parts of american thrash bands like slayer and metallica um and kind of like infuse it with the kind of like the more hardcore under underpinnings especially of slayer and then you think a little bit later with uh power trip rp riley gale miss you all the time okay. thrash is very easy to get like technical too quickly and kind of like lose the urgency and the heart behind it the way that like riffs quickly move from one thing to the other and how they will stop and take a breath to kind of like pound on the floor for like 10 seconds and then go right back into it mm -hmm. it's very artful and uh, crafty the way that pest control uh puts those parts together uh, in a way that is very fun. Like I'm gonna describe the album cover to you. It's it's uh, giant alien bugs uh, dissecting a human. <laughs> so like intestines are coming out. And the human appears to still be alive. You know, it, and yeah. all the lyrics are about basically that the human race are the pests. So the aliens have come to like take us out. Basically, which is a very yeah. '80s yeah. thrash kind of like thing. Uh. <laughs> Amazing. So Total Distractions, a song, Pest Control uh, is a group, and it's out? It's out. It's out. <laughs> I, it's, it's, I, it's been out for a couple weeks, and I've been enjoying the hell out of it. Awesome. Uh, we have to take a break, and uh, here we go. <laughs> but when we come back, look, a little more serene, maybe more thoughtful mm -hmm. side of... Uh, <laughs> Maybe the I had to I had to bring bring something heavy yeah, and fast no. to the show. There's blood flowing in parts of uh, my tips of my fingers and toes that weren't doing. Watch that out before. for that buck behind you. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're listening to all songs considered from uh, NPR Music. Support for NPR and the following message come from FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. Support for NPR and the following message come from Jarl and Pamela Moan, thanking the people who make public radio great every day and also those who listen. This message comes from NPR sponsor Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, where hundreds of researchers and clinicians make new discoveries inspired by the work of previous Dana-Farber scientists. See why nothing is as effective against cancer as a relentless succession of breakthroughs. Learn more about their momentum. Go to DanaFarber.org slash everywhere. 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, Progressive, and it's Name Your Price Tool. Say how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show coverage options within your budget. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What does it mean to be black in America? In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as black experiences, you'll hear... It means everything. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcast. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan and here with Lars Gottridge. And uh, Lars, I don't know if you've heard this yet. This is, um, I want to play Neil Gaiman. The writer, I, I know I know his comic books mostly. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. So anyway, uh, he's teamed up with uh, the string quartet. So one of the things I love about life is how one thing can lead to another. Like something, you do something and you unexpectedly, years later, turns into uh, something completely different. And um, so here, Neil Gaiman, who's a writer for, as you say, uh, besides the comics you love, uh, The Sandman. Dead American Gods. And basically, like some of the the most beloved and important literature of the last couple decades. Yeah, and, and here he's a, a lead voice on this album that he did with uh, this group foreplay, F-O-U-R-P-L-A-Y, mm. uh, String Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> um, they initially met backstage at uh, the Sydney Opera House. Uh, the quartet um, was commissioned to write uh, a soundtrack to Gaiman's novel, uh, The Truth is a Cave in the Black Mountains. And uh, to shorten a really long story, uh, they fell in love with this project and decided to make a record together. It's storytelling with a, with a soundtrack in, in a very beautiful way. So I'll play something called In Transit. Cool. Sweated under foreign skies to see the stars behind the sun. So space and time were now undone. Reality was undisguised. We found the many in the one. We stare at photographs, but none could show the mind behind the eyes. He saw the stars behind the sun. With a sword or knife or gun A simple picture, severed ties He found the many in the one 
light bends around us, so we run. As gravity reclassifies the stars we saw behind the sun. To see the world beyond the skies, to touch the mind behind the eyes, to find the many in the one. He showed us stars behind the sun. Anyway, retiring in the awkward sense. Retirement will never be an option. The gruff gentleman with the cap who understands what the numbers mean remembers a bicycle ride when he was younger. The smoke of the cigarettes he does not smoke kick at his lungs, mixing with the buzz of the booze he doesn't ever drink. A convivial pint after the ride into the country gave him such a thirst, and afterwards they lay on their backs in the stubble Staring up at the stars, together, all the stars, countable as the words in a Bible, countable as the hairs on his friend's head, all accountable, and that is why they never truly touched. The shadow of prison, or disgrace perhaps, moving between them like the shadow of an eclipse. And in another life, at another time, to see the stars behind the sun, he takes his photographs, fighting the cloud cover, becoming the thing that happened in Principe when he proved that the German was right, that light had waked. Half a year after the armistice, a popularizer, but not courting popularity. Somewhere, a boy is counting stars. Somewhere, a man is photographing light. Somewhere, his finger strokes the stubble on another's cheek. And for a moment, everything is relative.
Wow. I, I didn't uh, at first know what that song was about. That's Neil Gaiman speaking, obviously, and the four-play quartet uh, backing him. Uh, it's a, a tune that's about the uh, astronomer uh, Sir Arthur Stanley Eddington. He's the person who proved Einstein's theory of relativity and studying the stars and so forth. And so if you want to rewind and go back and listen for that, because it was beautiful poetry, but I couldn't make the connections. Who's the German? He's talking about all that stuff. So right. it's really amazing. Spoken word over music is always a tricky proposition for me. Mm-hmm. It For me, it always runs the risk of like William Shatner doing common people. Um, <laughs> Meaning sounding like a spoof? Or, or just kind of like, just like, talking dramatically over uh-huh. a tune, right, you know. Right, right. N- no shade to William Shatner. Love William Shatner. Right, right. But, like, that that's the thing that, like, uh, often happens for me um, with spoken word. Uh, if spoken word is going to be part of a song, I only want it to be a snippet of the song. I don't mm-hmm. want it to be the whole thing because the, the spoken word highlights the thing that you want your listener to hone in most on. But I will say this. I'm curious about this record. I do like the way that the arrangement played with Neil Gaiman's cadence uh, here and there. He would sometimes the there would be like a a, a pizzicato that like hit directly into his cadence, and other times they draw out those strings and give it a little bit of noise to emphasize what is happening or to give discord to whatever's happening at the time. Lots uh, of discord at the end. Yes, I, I was into that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you glaze and, and go into another world and come back for yes. the rest of the show. Uh, so the album from Neil Gaiman and Australia's four-play string quartet is uh, coming out at the end of April. It's called Signs of Life. I'm eager to dive in and, and listen to the stories. Uh, he's such a good writer and and the imagery so beautiful. So where are you taking me? We're kind of going to a lot of different places uh, at the same time. Okay, uh, I'll pack a lunch. <laughs> <laughs> the Mohammed Satari Trio released an album in January that I, I, I just came across recently called Istelal, um, which... Can I uh, spell that? It's... Uh, they spell it... Uh, I've, seen, I've seen several uh, oh, okay. spellings of this word. Uh, it's an Arabic word i-s-t-e-h-l-a-l and it's the act of making something haram or forbidden but making it halal permissible and this is a trio members from iran uh india and romania and from syria wow and the the instruments are uh, the tar which is kind of a, a long stringed instrument with sympathetic strings tabla uh, and percussion and uh, oud uh, which is what Mohammed Zatari plays. And so the, they're bringing together all of these worlds and traditions, uh, and I believe that the group is based out of Germany, making this absolutely beautiful, incredible music. There are lots of really great songs on this album, but uh, I had to pick the one called Black Tea because I am, I am the. Tea. You know, I saw that and wondered about that. <laughs> okay. I, am, I am a, I am a tea drinker. I'm a tea, tea nerd. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's do it.
Ah, so wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Black tea. Black tea, uh, uh, a beverage I enjoy quite a bit. I came across the Mohammed Zatari trio because uh, I follow this label called Zera, um, based out of Germany, um, on Bandcamp. And they reissued the Malim Makmuganya record that he did with Pharaoh Sanders. Oh. Um, and they did a, a Master Mu- Musicians of Jigduka uh, reissue yeah. as well so like my jam yeah, you know right. it's like it's like oh okay yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm with you I'm with you and it's this thing that I think I've talked about on the show before is like you learn to trust record labels uh, and you you see their taste and like oh yeah I, I mm-hmm. get it and so uh, I've been following the, the label they do a lot of reissues uh, and this is one of their first like new artists I just immediately fell in love with this music because uh a, I, I love music that takes from different cultures and traditions and uh, and respects them, but messes them up. <laughs> and I even I read an, an interview with Muhammad who said, uh, you need a reference in creation to start from, but the future for someone is a tradition for someone else. Yeah, nicely like, put. Yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, yes, exactly. Thank you. And the, the piece that we, I, I picked... Uh, black teen there are actually several iterations uh of this composition you mean on the record on the album on on youtube i oh, I, oh. I was curious so it's like i want to see them play yeah and there are a bunch so there are a bunch of there are a bunch of like nice videos on youtube you can watch them play their instruments and is there one for this song because if so we'll put that up there's there are several different versions like there's earlier versions of this song uh, that have like a different percussionist, not on tabla, and a different string instrument besides the tar. And I like those, but I love what the the tar player. Her name is Sarah Islami. The tabla player is named, and uh, I'm going to do my best okay. with this name. Avadhat uh, Kasanda Huni. They bring so much light and energy to this composition by Muhammad Zatari that was sort of there in the, the earlier versions, but there's a cut that happens about halfway through. I was like, I know that rhythm, but I don't know what it's called. And Muhammad actually explains it in this interview where he's like, it's the Dabka rhythm. And basically the Dabka rhythm is it comes from the Middle East and, and what it does, it basically gives it a little spurt of energy. It's like, a, it's kind of a joyful little dance. That's what the song was missing, but it was basically his new bandmates that kind of like, change the song for him like awesome. in the process of composition so can we put a video up of the of the three of these people playing it is there one of those who yeah yeah performance yeah, yeah. video great well, let's do that because that, that'd be kind of cool i'd like to see that too and are all the songs instrumental on this record all the songs yeah. are instrumental most of them are written composed by muhammad satari but there are also some interpretations of uh, egyptian and iranian composers as well cool so I'm going to take us out on a trio, uh, very different cultures mixing in this trio. Vijay Iyer, a composer, piano player, amazing jazz musician that uh, many NPR listeners have heard lots of over the years. Arush Aftab, uh, who's a singer whose Vulture Prince record uh, was just a favorite of all of ours and still knocks me out. That Tiny Desk Home po- concert that she released is so, so, so good. Yeah, yeah. And with her on that was... Uh, Shazad Ismaili, who's also uh, playing on this record in this trio that the three of them have done. 
Uh, he's a drummer at times. He's a guitar player at times. He's a bass player, whatever. He, he, he does everything. Yeah. I think uh, on this one, he's probably doing all the textures and layers that are going on here. Uh, it's a while before you actually get to hear Rouge Aftab start to sing, but that's okay because you get like sucked into this uh, this beautiful world. This is the opposite of pest control. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say it's the opposite of pest control. It's about nine minutes long. How long was pest control? Under two minutes. <laughs> the, the, it takes a while for things to develop here. How long did pest control take to develop? Uh, seconds. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so the name of the project for this trio is called Love in Exile, and we're going to go out on the tune To Remain, To Return. So uh, Lars and Joy, always good to do this with you. Thanks for having me again, Bob. You're welcome. And uh, Fair Power Music, it's all songs considered.
This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me, and I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts.